This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. For the best in punk, junk, and glunk.
Creona. Well, I can safely say that without the MC5, we wouldn't have the music scene that we love today. Sadly, the classic five lineup is now down to the MC1 with Dennis Thompson, the last man standing, or sitting in his case, with the sad news of Wayne Kramer's passing last Friday. As soon as I read the news on the socials early evening, I was straight onto the blower with Barton and Fenny on what we should do. Scrub what we had planned to play tribute to the man or hold off until this week with something that wasn't you know hastily put together obviously we picked the latter in hindsight uh, i should have mentioned something when i played the rob tyner and the hot rods track but it didn't seem appropriate for the sunday repeat however i did say something just before i played the last track my favorite version of the mc5 classic kick out the jams is the one i just played recorded for a german tv program back in 1972 at this point Bassist Michael Davis had left with Steve Morehouse taking over four string duties. 
But I think you'll all agree, it still was just as incendiary as the original. Whilst looking for like-minded musicians that would go on to become the dam, Brian James adds mentioned the MC5. But it wasn't until the band's 1979 Opus Machine Gun Etiquette and the first not to feature its founding member that the damned tipped their berry to the five with a cover of Looking At You. This is where I was first introduced to the band and one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar. I mean, it's just two chords with a scale as a solo. <laughs>
to make it a little bit more interesting, that was the unmixed version of Looking At You. But to me, it's slightly rawer, a bit more punchier. Oh, and just as an aside, Brian James did end up playing Looking At You with The Damned when the original lineup reformed in the summer of 1988 with Brian rejoining at the uh, for the encore of the second set for said song, all of which you can once again see and hear as the final damnation has just been reissued on DVD. And yes, you can all stop asking on the socials. This version doesn't have the annoying commentary that you can't turn off. Coincidentally, two of my three life-changing bands have MC5 connections. Obviously, they just heard Damned, but also the Helicopters, who collaborated with Wayne on the Talking Out of School track that appeared on the 2003 album Adult World.
first life-changing band was the Beatles. The closest the Fab Five got to covering the Fab Four was uh, when Michael Davis contributed to the MC5 and the Ultimate Garage Rock album double CD set in the shape and form of Helter Skelter. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. When I stop in started buying the MC5 back catalogue. In my mind, I'm convinced I picked up a copy of Kick Out the Jams at one of those uh, record fairs that used to be held at the uh, Congress Centre in uh, the early 1980s. As for back in the USA and high time, H&R Cloaks in Croydon took my money. The next time Wayne crossed my vinyl path was with the uh, Sonny Vincent album, Parallax in Wonderland that hit the real record shops in 1998. They had Wayne guessing on a few tracks, one of those being Good Ideas, that sounds remarkably like this. In a palms of Virginia Beach, a couple of ideas that came to me. It's about time. Matter now, 
the Damned, and specifically Brian James, in 2000, Wayne and Brian got together to record an album of original songs. Out of the 12, half were jointly written, with the remaining six split evenly between them. The penultimate track was a reworking of The Damned's I Fall that had Wayne on vocals, Duff McKagan on bass, and Glenn Burke on drums. The project was named Mad for the Racket, spawning the one-off album The Racketeers, coming out in the UK on track records. However, the band was supposed to have been called The Racketeers and the album Mad for the Racket. Unfortunately, after the CD had been pressed up, cover and liner notes printed, it was discovered that there was another band going under the guise of The Racketeers. So the album title became the name and vice versa. The track I've selected for your consideration is I Want It, written by Wayne and Brian that features the aforementioned Duff on bass and Clem on drums. word hit the streets that the surviving three members of the MC5, Wayne, Michael Davis and Dennis Thompson, would be reunited 
to celebrate the music of the MC5. Not in Detroit, but the 100 Club on the 13th of March, right here in London, with, with Nicky Anderson from the helicopters taking the unenviable task of filling Fred Sonic Smith's shoes. Obviously, I, I needed to be there. The evening was billed as Sonic Revolution, a celebration of the MC5, and was sponsored by Levi Jeans. I had no clue or any inroads into getting a ticket, so just queued up with everyone else, panicking as I got closer and closer to the lady with a clipboard. Shamefully, as I was asked for my name, I blurted out that of a record executive that I knew would be attending. His name was crossed off and I was given the lanyard that would gain me entrance. To this day, I do feel really guilty. However, they did get in, but my guilt on the day quickly dispersed as I learned that Lemmy, Dave Vanian and Ian Asbury were going to be guest vocalists. The evening was filmed and shown on Channel 4 a few months later. You can see me briefly, bottom left of the screen, about nine and a half minutes in. I would like to tell you something. Without these guys, there would be no motorhead. There would have been no damned. There would have been none of them bands. These guys did it all first. You got it? How you doing? Well, we soon fix that. Sister Ed. I'm 
forward stroke mc5 as they became known played more gigs and toured all over the place uh, a couple of live recordings were made in australia that you could buy straight after the gig or fortunately for those of us not down under you could buy mail order the band had a revolving door of guest musicians handsome dick manitoba mark arm gilby clark even dando marshall crenshaw dennis tech lisa Ketulu. but sadly with michael davis death on the 17th of february 20. 12, the group disbanded. Fast forward six years and Wayne announces that he'll be touring under the banner of MC50 to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Kick Out The Jams with a lineup, including himself, plus Kim Thrill and Matt Cameron of Soundgarden, Brendan Canty of Fugazi, Doug Pinnock of King's X, as well as Marcus Durant and Don Woz. Pinnock was eventually replaced by Faith No More, uh, bassist Billy Gould. I saw the MC50 a couple of times. Once at the Shepherd's Bush Empire in 2018 that made my tinnitus permanent and at the Brighton Centre, thanks Andy P, a year later. In 2022, Wayne announced that a tour under the banner of We Are All MC5 would take place that spring and that a new MC5 studio album with veteran producer Bob Ezrin would also be released later in the year with original MC5 drummer Dennis Thompson playing on two tracks. Clearly, that later this year, as in 2022, is now hopefully the spring of this. From the live on KEXP television recording on the 16th of October 2018, this is MC50 and Come Together.
I know this is now historically out of sync, but after Wayne was released from Lexington Federal Prison in 1979, a mutual acquaintance introduced him to Johnny Thunders and suddenly a band was formed. Ian Gillen, Tony Iommi did something similar in 1983. Remember kids, never make important musical decisions whilst not fully in control. Anyway, the name of the band was Gang War that had uh, at one point original Sonic's Rendezvous band member Ron Cook handling bass duties. There are some rough studio and live recordings that are readily available. If the drugs hadn't got in the way, the band could have been great. However, having said that, it was the drugs that got them together in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> 
I make no apologies for this, but as I started this week's show off with Kick Out The Jams, I'm going to end with the same. This version, however, comes courtesy of the Nomads, recorded live at their 20th anniversary concert in Holzfred, Sweden, in 2001, featuring, of course, Wayne Kramer, along with Jello Baffra, Ross the Boss, Handsome Dick Manitoba, Chips Kesby, Chris Bailey and Nicky Anderson. Until next week, take it easy. Brother Wayne Kramer! Brother Wayne Kramer! Oh, cross the ball.
This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt, and was a Wopsis Lodge production. Mm-hmm.